So Philippians 3 verses 7 to 11. Knowing Christ or gaining the Messiah. That we can see is the great passion, the great zeal of Paul's life. These few verses that we have read, they're, they're three things which are key to all that Paul is striving to go forward for in the power of the Spirit, to know Christ, to know the power of his resurrection, and to know the fellowship of his sufferings. The context we have is of Paul warning against the Jewish teachers that are making uh, Judaism all about outward uh, application in the flesh, following rules and regulations and trying to fulfill the righteous requirements of the law in and through our own strength. He's been there, he's done that, he's done that par excellence and he knows it's not good enough. Not only that, but he counts as rubbish, he counts as trash, he counts as, the word is very, very powerful, he counts as dung, everything that he had achieved in his life uh, before he came to know Christ. That's experience on the Damascus Road that changed everything and set his life in a totally different direction. His birthright, he's uh, a, uh, a good Jew. He has a uh, wonderful uh, education. He has a sharp intellect. His knowledge of the scriptures is second to none. In terms of Judaism, he has advanced beyond his fellows. And uh, in terms of all that you could do outwardly as a Jewish person, he has done it all and he counts it all as done. There is nothing he can take credit for there. There is nothing he can boast about and be proud in. He wants to lay them all behind. So Paul is leaving everything behind. All the wonderful credentials he had, they count as nothing compared to the sheer excellence, the unsurpassing joy that it is to know Christ. Uh, he has pitched everything on knowing Christ and going on knowing Christ more and more and more. And the verses that follow these few verses that we have read are about pressing on. Uh, we uh, leave all behind us. We meet Christ at the foot of the cross. We know his salvation, but then we press on to lay hold of all that God has laid all of us for. And uh, that is the uh, passion and zeal that Paul brought to his journey with Jesus. One of the things he talks about in those earlier verses, just before verse 7, is the zeal and the passion he had as a Jewish person. And uh, maybe that's one of the good things he brought uh, into his life with Christ. And it's always good for us to stir up our passions, and uh, is Jesus the true passion of our lives? Every one of us has different passions, don't they? Uh, there are things we are excited about. And uh, if uh, that is part and parcel of being human. That is part and parcel of being made in the image of God. There are desires and there are passions in our hearts. But the true 
and the first passion needs to be for Jesus, uh, to know uh, the Lord and to be ever more knowing the Lord in a deeper and more intimate way. Every other passion must flow out of our passion for Jesus. Uh, so, so important. And like I've said, he has suffered, uh, he has counted everything as rubbish, as dung to know Christ. Not to know about Christ, to have just to have knowledge of God. Uh, the We saw as we looked earlier over the last few weeks, the Magi had some knowledge uh, about uh, God, but uh, that was overtaken and uh, by their experience of encountering uh, the Lord Jesus as a baby. They bowed down and worshipped before him. And Paul bowed down on that road to Damascus as Christ appeared to him and his life was transformed and changed forever. He was saved and now he is talking about the journey of his salvation. We are saved, we are being saved and we are to be saved. And Paul is looking forward to and longing. He's wanting to make sure that he attains to the resurrection from the dead. He wants to be found in that great company of heaven around the throne room that we read about in Revelation. And he is doing everything to keep going with Jesus. You know, salvation is just the starting point. Getting to know Jesus is just the starting point. And there's that wonder when we meet Jesus, isn't there? That's uh, that love that springs up in our hearts. And I know personally for myself, I don't think I really understood what love was until I met Jesus. I don't think I really had freedom to love people uh, uh, until I met Jesus. I'm not saying I wasn't loved by people. Of course I was. I come and I'm part of a very loving family. But knowing Jesus helped me to really know what it was to be loved. And I just want to go on uh, going ever deeper into that. And uh, he met Jesus on that road and he was saved. But then he wants to go deeper in his knowledge of Jesus. He wants to know Jesus more and more and more. The power of his resurrection. You know, that's what happens when we get saved. That uh, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is at work in our lives. That's just awesome. That's just mind-blowing. That's an incredible thing that God's power, God's absolute and ultimate power is at work in and through me. And we see that being worked out through the indwelling and the laying on of the Holy Spirit in and through our lives. Now, you and I have know that resurrection life in our spirits. We were dead in our sins. Uh, Paul talks elsewhere about this in Ephesians. We were dead in our sins, enemies and alienated from God. And yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us to bring us back. We were resurrected in our spirits and born again. And uh, we need to catch up with that in our bodies. And uh, Paul looks forward to that great day. He's working towards that great day uh, in and through the power of the Holy Spirit, where he will be resurrected as Christ has been resurrected. And we lay hold of our resurrected bodies in God's 
new creation. This is the hope of every Christian. This is what we give our lives to. This is what we seek to partner with and work together with in the power of the Spirit. Our passion for Jesus going deeper and deeper and deeper. And that journey of being uh, saved, uh, going deeper in salvation, and then knowing that day when we are fully saved and take our place as the sons of God, as Paul writes about in uh, Sons and Daughters of God, as Paul writes about in Romans 8, and the whole of creation longs for that day uh, when we are revealed uh, and uh, take our place as joint heirs with Christ in God's wonderful, glorious new creation. Wow, what a promise. Wow, what a life we are called to. Wow, what a future we are yet to inhabit as we step into our destiny and into the fullness of of our inheritance. God has done a wondrous work in you. God is continuing a wondrous work in you and God is still yet to do wondrous things in your life and through your life and you will do wondrous things in God's new creation. Part and parcel of what we experience now while we remain on that journey, that process of sanctification as the Holy Spirit dwells within us and every day the Holy Spirit is making us more and more like Jesus as we've been conformed to the image of the Son, as Romans 8 talks about, as we've been transformed from glory unto glory, as Paul talks about in Corinthians. All of these ways he has of expressing the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives to make us more and more like Jesus, that great work of sanctification, which needs our obedience and it needs our cooperation. And so let us be those that uh, readily partner with the Holy Spirit who is committed to making us more and more like Jesus. And on that journey and as part of that process of sanctification, we will partake of the sufferings of Christ in, to have fellowship of his sufferings. He suffered death. And uh, we uh, will uh, suffer death too. But also we will suffer in this life. Jesus talks about that in his great teachings, that all who follow Jesus will suffer persecution like the prophets. He talks about that uh, immediately following the Beatitudes. And uh, that is part and parcel of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Yes, God is prospering us as the great apostle John writes, I pray that you might prosper in all things, even as your soul prospers. But we can still be prospered by God, even in the midst of suffering. Uh, prosperity, biblical prosperity, is about living successfully for God, living in God's world, God's way. It can incorporate health and wealth and happiness, but it is not totally about those things. Uh, it can involve great hardship and suffering. Uh, Paul talks about the incredible hardships he had to go through on his journey with Jesus and in his uh, ministry and those missionary endeavors that he went on. How shipwrecked three times, a day and a half in the sea, how he suffered the uh, 39 lashes of the Jews so many times, so many imprisonments, uh, stoned and left for dead. These are part and parcel of the sufferings 
that Paul experienced. That great chapter in Romans 11, where we are shown the heroes of faith. And the first half of the chapter is all these incredible things, all these wonderful things, all these miraculous things, all these great successes. And they're heroes of the faith. But uh, not so often do we uh, lift up as examples uh, the, the latter half of the chapter, those that were sawn in two, those that were tortured, those that were thrown to the animals. Uh, these are also heroes of the faith. These are also living uh, prosperous and successful lives for God. These are also being totally faithful to God, what God has called them to, but they endure great suffering in this life. So just as Jesus, our master, Jesus, our example, experienced suffering in this life, so we will be those that uh, will endure suffering along the way through suffering to glory that is the path of messiah and through suffering in this life we will attain to the glory in the life that is to come what is good for the master is good for the pupil so let us be those that stir up our passions to know christ and the power of his resurrection, to have fellowship in his sufferings. And let us have as our goal that we are those that uh, do all in our power to partner with the Holy Spirit so that we might be found amongst that company that are partakers of the resurrection from the dead. It is all about Jesus. Jesus has done everything for us and we need to do everything for him in response to bring our lives as paul talks about as a daily sacrifice to lay them down on the altar of service and uh, to know christ ever more deeply so what what are we about in our lives what are the disciplines we have in place to take us deeper with jesus we have the great gift of the scriptures we have the power of the Holy Spirit in us. And uh, great quote from Spurgeon here, he says, he who does not long to know more of Christ knows nothing of him yet. And you can see that great passion in Paul's heart here, to know more of Christ, to know more intimacy with him, to know more of that power, that resurrection power and life at work in him and through him, and uh, willing to embrace whatever it takes to go through any suffering uh, that is part of the journey so that he can know Jesus more. Are we those that have a passion for prayer? Because prayer is communion with God. Prayer is spending time in the presence of Father, Son and Holy Spirit. There's no better place to be. In your presence is fullness of joy, says the psalmist. Are we those that find our lives, uh, we have a, a desire and an appetite and a hunger for the word of God and for prayer. And are we those that welcome the, the presence and power of the person of the Holy Spirit who enables us to go from strength to strength, to be transformed from glory unto glory and to be conformed to the image of the Son. So at the start of 2021, let us stir up our loins. That's a great biblical expression, isn't it? Let us stir those passions in our hearts to know Jesus more in this 
year ahead, that I may know Christ and the power of Christ's resurrection, that I may be a partaker in the sufferings of Christ, and that I may be conformed into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. God has done everything that is necessary, uh, but he needs us to partner and cooperate with the Holy Spirit in that work of sanctification. So let us take up the responsibility, let us take up the challenge and put those disciplines and practices and rhythms in our lives that will enable us to know Christ more in these days ahead. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for Christ. We thank you that it's all about Christ, all that Christ has done for us. And let us be those that are found in Christ. Let the great passion of our hearts and lives be to know him and to know him ever more deeply. I pray that you would stir up that passion in each of our hearts this day. And Father, will you bring renewal, restoration and power to our devotional lives that we might truly go deeper and further with you in these days and months ahead. This we ask for your glory, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.